What's going on, guys? We've got an awesome one here for you today. We are breaking down every single NFL game, giving out what side we'd be betting if we're placing a wager on it. This is a good one. You're not going to want to miss it. Let's go. And welcome to Trophy Kids presented by Bad News Media. It is September 16th, the week two NFL show. How are we doing today? Good, sir. Fantastic, Nate. How are we? I'm doing great. You know... I was sitting on my couch this weekend, and I got to say, I am sick and tired. I sound like the most stereotypical guy, like the way my voice just projected on a, like a nerdy podcast, but kickers are prima donnas. I am so over kickers in the National Football League, the co- uh, College Football League. Like, oh my God, the laces were slightly out. He missed a 20-yarder. No, he just is a prima donna and sucks. Like, I am convinced at this point, 100%, if I had a son and I just had him start kicking at eight years old, he'd be the greatest thing ever. Like, I don't know how we don't have better kicking quality outside of, like, Justin Tuck. Yeah, Tucker. it was pretty bad, both in, in college and in the NFL. You don't typically quite see a weekend like that in the NFL, but ooh, ugly. A lot, a lot of overtimes where you're just like, what is going on this week? Yeah, it was weird. I was sweating out the Baylor-BYU game. Three <laughs> missed kicks all within like the 20-yard line. I was like, what is going on at 2.30 in the morning? I losing my mind. And then we have Sunday. The Bengals-Steelers game was just a clown show. I mean, that game was drunk. I don't know what I watched on Sunday, really, from a lot of these games. Oh, yeah. I, I went from my Washington game, which actually was kind of decently played, and then I go to the – it switched right over to the, uh, the Steelers-Bengals game. Like, I caught, like, the last – the end of the fourth and then overtime, and I was just baffled by what I was watching. It was it, it was horrific. Unreal. Unreal performance. Um, but let's get into some games because we've got some interesting one. And you know what? Mm-hmm. Mention your commanders. I bet against them. Silly of me because, you know, I just didn't – week one is tough enough. I don't know what the product's yeah. going to be. I bet against them. It was silly. Wide receiver core showed out for the commanders last yeah. week you guys are heading up against the lions lions i don't think i can't believe i'm saying this are favored in a game in the year 2022 the lions set at one and a half over under 48 and a half how are you feeling about this game and what are you thinking going into it um yeah like you said favored in this game i believe this is the first time in 24 weeks that they've been favored which is <laughs> the longest active streak streak since like 19 in the 1960s apparently what crazy. a wild stat <laughs> crazy yeah um and so you know, I, I'm I'm on two sides here. I'm on the side where they're the Lions, but they're the Lions. So let's just pick the commanders. But I know everyone in Detroit is saying they're Washington. I understand. I'm self-aware. I get it. Um, and then there's another part of me that's like, you know what? But we also, we don't start off 2-0. That's just not, not something that happens here in Washington. It never does. Um, but if I have to pick, I am picking my boys. I'm picking them on the money line. As you know, if anything about... If, if it's a plus two or under, I'm almost always going to go money line if I feel – that's just how I operate. I, I know some people disagree, but that's how I operate. I'll take my boys plus 108 um, is what I'm getting here. I am concerned, though. I mean, the Lions, they, they played well last week. Um, DeAndre yep. Swift had a really good game. He hasn't practiced yet this week, so that's a concern for them. Um, I know A.J. Brown went off, but DeAndre um, – Devontae Smith, if he got blank, if he got blank completely. Yep. I think Jeff Okuda, uh, Jeff Okuda was on him for the majority of that game. I could be wrong there. So you have to think maybe, I mean, Okuda could take out one of our three wide receivers. But at the end of the day, we we have some weapons on offense. So I, I'm, 
I'm going to take my boys. Lots of weapons. And something we talked about in the pregame sh- or the preseason show with the commanders, it's just like it comes down to Carson Wentz and what he can do. And yeah. man, did we get a lot of Carson Wentz in that game? The perfect Carson <laughs> Wentz game. I mean, throws that you're like, what is he, what is he seeing out there? And then other throws are like, oh, there's the talented Carson Wentz that made us all a believer at one point or another. I think every person who's watched football at some point believed in Carson Wentz. I think it's almost yeah. impossible. But then you real, then you watch a full game, you're like, holy shit, this roller coaster ride sucks. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, it was it, it was up and down big time. The touchdown pass he had to Terry. Terry has never had a thrown like that to him <laughs> one time in the NFL. I think he, when the ball got to him, he was probably shocked. Like, oh, my God. Um, yeah, so he has it. But then other times, I mean, the, the, the Walker interception, it was an incredible play by Walker. He's going to be a stud. Yes. But you can't throw that ball. I, it, it, that was just, it was just horrible. <laughs> Not at this point in your career. Like that, that yeah. was a decision you see maybe first or second year guy. Like that was, yeah. um, yeah. also, is there a team in the NFL that embodies their head coach more than the Lions? Like a team that just oh, cannot yeah. win games, but just never doesn't have a fight in them. Like they are just always at the point of attack, um, fighting and, th- I think Dan Campbell, I'm not, I, this was brought up on another podcast um, that I heard over the week. And it was like, Dan Campbell just hasn't adjusted to the fact that this isn't the Lions team from last year. Like this team is a little bit better. He doesn't need to be doing just insane risk at stuff. But then again, I also yeah. kind of like that mentality. Um, I still have concerns about golf or Jared Goff. Like, We'll see. This team is super physical. I like. I, I think the Lions are a year or two away from being competitive in the NFL, but they're just not there yet. Yeah. It was super fun, though. I will say, seeing good on good, the defensive line for the Eagles versus the def- offensive line for the Lions was an awesome matchup. Yeah. I also like your commanders here. I, I just think at a one-and-a-half-point spread, I'm just going to take... If I'm betting this game, I'm going money line. Commanders start a nice 2-0 and season, which, by the way, congratulations as a member of the 1-0 club. We both are sitting 1-0 and in the season. <laughs> it feels great. Feels great. It's just fantastic. Great to be here. Um, Great to be here. A team that is not familiar with being here, the Cleveland Browns. I heard a stat that they haven't won a game since like 2004 or something opening week or some nonsense, like just something insane. Um, They are also 1-0. Minus 6.5 coming in against the Jets. Over under 39.5. How are we feeling about this game? Because the Browns, they played an interesting game against the Panthers. Jets had themselves... I didn't. I did not expect what was Flacco threw the ball like fifty times. Do they? Yeah. Do they understand what age Joe Flacco is at in his career? <laughs> yeah, I, I. I just don't. It's it's hard for me to trust Cleveland right now to to cover this spread. But at the same time, I just think they'll control the ball, run the ball. I, I think I hate the six and a half. I really do. I it don't know if pain. I feel. Yeah. I don't feel super comfortable with it. If you put a gun to my head, I would take the Browns here just because the Jets. I mean, what are they doing? Fifty nine times. Your quarterback's thirty seven, barely in the league anymore, and they threw it fifty nine times against Baltimore. I mean, has he thrown the ball fifty nine times in the last three seasons? I don't even know. I can't imagine. No. I mean, he had a rest, well rested arm. I guess that was. Oh my god! Unreal. Yeah. No. Last year he threw the ball forty two times. The year before that, one hundred and thirty four. He's 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 getting close. (laughs) Wow. Unreal. I could not believe what I was watching. Yeah, I don't know what the Jets' game plan is. Like, clearly they're banged up on the offensive line. I, the Browns are so perfect because it, it, like, epitomizes everything we said preseason. Like, this season is such a waste of a talented roster because they decided to 
go after sign a predator at quarterback. Um, and that's a year that you're not going to get back with Nick Chubb. That's a year you're not going to get back with this offense line. That's all wear on the tires here. But damn, this like you watch them against a Panther team that I do think is going to be good. Baker didn't show out great. Um, and we'll talk more about that when we do the Panthers breakdown. But like they're such a good, like solid football team all around. And it's just like you got Jacoby Brissett, who he's a professional. He, he's not going to do anything necessarily wrong, but he's also not winning you the game. So they're just six to me is just so big. I'm staying away yeah. from this game. But uh, yeah, I guess I'd go Browns because they're just going to run it down to the Jets' throat. And I don't know what the Jets do offensively. I don't know if they have an identity yet. <laughs> they they can't. I don't see the Jets scoring more than 13, 14 points. Yeah. Like, I don't see it. And Miles Garrett was a monster against yeah. <laughs> last weekend. Um, just out there being a maniac. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think Brown's six and a half. Let's talk about my Bucks and Saints. This is a game. Yeah. Oh, man. Mm. Bucks Saints lines at two and a half, over under 44 and a half. The Saints are just our kryptonite. We, I mean, we beat them when it mattered most in the playoffs two years ago when we went on our Super Bowl run. But outside of that, they have had the Buccaneers number in the regular season. Do you think that trend continues? And were you a little bit concerned about the Saints showing against the Atlanta Falcons last week, especially defensively? A little bit, yeah. I, I definitely was. I think a lot of people were. I don't know if you saw like the fantasy trend. Everyone was dropping the Saints defense. I don't know how that might have been a quick quick maneuver there. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, you know, I just think it's a new year, and I know New Orleans, they have, I'd say they probably have a few more weapons this year than I had last year. I mean, Michael Thomas. Um, yeah. But I, I think I got to go with your bucks. I really do. I was, I, I didn't love how they looked week one, to be honest with you. Um, I think we kind of, I think we probably kind of expected that. I didn't expect, you know, them to go out there and just smoke Dallas. Um, but I, I see them coming out and I see them at least covering with a field goal here. Yeah, I agree. Uh, first of all, galaxy brain by Todd Bowles, just kicking field goals all game. He saw what had happened during the Sunday game and how bad kickers were. And he's like, you know what? Forget scoring touchdowns. Let's just get a lot of reps for suck up. And that, that's how we're going to do it. So galaxy yep. brain on Todd Bowles' fault. You all thought that was shitty offense. No, 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 no. <laughs> galaxy brain. Um, you know, the one positive I can say is Mike Evans has had the Saints numbers in the last couple of years in this game. So that will be a fun matchup. But, uh, the name of the game for the first four weeks, we said it in our pre this NFC South divisional breakdown, it's just getting healthy through these four games. And the Bucks, I mean, for the first game, not what I wanted to see injury wise. Yeah. Guys are just getting banged up. I honestly don't know why. I mean, it, hindsight's twenty twenty or whatever, but Chris Godwin, I don't see the reason why we played him week one. That felt rush. Yeah. Of course he gets banged up in the first game. Um he should hopefully be back, but you know, it just things like that felt unnecessary. Um, Dallas, oh man, we're going to get to them in a moment, but I agree. I, I think, oh, go ahead. I was just going to quickly add, I think Julio Jones is going to be a factor on that team. Well, you know, he's, <laughs> he's doing the TB12 diet for like the last four months. Apparently the man's going to resurge like a rocket ship. I don't think, I don't think they mentioned that enough on the broadcast. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you missed it, but TB12 <laughs> diet. I looked over, I was like, is he on the, is he on the TB12 diet? <laughs> But I, he's going to be a factor for them, for sure. Dude, he looks awesome. Name of the game, yeah. just keeping people healthy. And that mm -hmm. is not a great showing in week one. But, yeah, I'm with you. We'll, we'll see what the injury report looks like here. I haven't looked at it just yet. Um, but, yeah, I think Bucks win within a field goal here. I honestly was surprised how the Saints – I think it's an overreaction. Week one is just filled with overreactions. But yeah. the Saints defense, I was shocked – that the Falcons sort of got the better of them at points. Like They didn't get a great pass rush. They didn't look – 
all that cohesive of a unit. And for a Falcons team that is lacking a lot of talent, mm-hmm. they sort of gave it to the defense more so than I had expected, which was yeah. a little surprising. Yeah, I was shocked by that. And then Jameis is the funniest man of all time. Did you see his pre- after-game oh, press conference? Where he, of course. Of course. <laughs> where do you he so funny. Everywhere. His so podcast funny. is fantastic. I mean, oh, I don't yeah. give and, shout-outs to a lot of podcasts, but that man, intentionally and, un- or intentionally un- and unintentionally, un- is yeah. so funny. <laughs> He's so funny. He's so damn funny. And he, and he loves football. Loves, loves it. Loves it. Loves it. Questionable if he can play it at the NFL level, but loves the fucking, game. Fucking loves it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, Panthers Giants. The line is at one and a half. Giants are favored over under 43 and a half. And Brian Dable coming out just giving a different vibe to this Giants team. Now, once again, don't want to overact too, too much. It's just week one mm-hmm. matchup. But the Giants looked much more competent week one this year than you would argue they looked at any point last year. Yeah, I mean, they definitely did. If you look at their early schedule, you're like, whoa, like, are, is, is the Giants, are they like a legit threat to the division? Um, I don't. I don't think so, but maybe um, I, I find it kind of unlikely. Um, and, I, and I also think we kind of, you were more on it. I wasn't so much on it, but you were kind of on the Titans may not be very good. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I, and Derek Henry, you know, you know, he's getting back into things, but he didn't play great. Um, so, you know, so we'll see how good, you know, we'll see what, how to put the Titans become and everything. And then the Panthers, obviously they played the Browns uh, close game. Baker kind of, you know, he had his moments, but then he had some ugly moments as well. Um, this is still going to be kind of one of those games also where I'm, I'm thinking I'm taking Carolina on that money line there for the plus money. I just, I personally can't resist that. I can't resist that. <laughs> calls to you. Calls yeah. to you right there. It's just, it's just screaming at me. Yeah. I um I, the Baker thing was interesting because he clearly struggled, but he did seem things started to click a little bit more towards the end of the game. And this is mm-hmm. a theme I think with a lot of teams. We'll talk about it. At least my take on the Bengals as to why not to hit the panic button just yet. We know in the NFL offenses take a little bit more time to get going. Offensive lines and quarterbacks and the offensive groove usually takes a week or two. Usually week three or four is when you really start to get a fair evaluation. So I can't tell if that's going to be their norm or if it'll get better. I have. Some hopes that it's going to be get better because I do have their win total over. Um, but we'll see. And then the Giants, I mean, they looked like a more competent football team. But once again, they're a couple of years away. I think the talent's lacking. Good week one win, but I'm with you. I like the Panthers here. I'm going back to the well with the Panthers. Shirt didn't cover. I thought I had a nice cover last week with the Panthers money line. Lost that one. I mean, I the football gods just hate me right now. I am the worst gambler in the world. I don't know what I have to do. Do I have to like burn a jersey or something? Like make a sacrifice to the football gods? I was losing games on the most ridiculous stuff. Don't don't worry about it. I had a pretty decent weekend, and we're kind of we're, we're green for the most part here. So don't worry, we'll be all right. This is good. We'll be all right. This is very yeah, good. we'll be all right. All righty. Um, Patriots Steelers. Oh man. <laughs> That is gross. These two teams make me want to vomit in my mouth. Over under is 40 and a half. Line sits at two and a half. Patriots are favored. It's going to be a rough year to be a Patriots fan, I think. I mean, the brain trust, and we talked about this in the preseason, the brain trust at offense court. You have Joe Judge and Matt Patricia. I mean, two guys, one a special court, special teams coordinator turned head coach, which was a disaster. And the other one, who wasn't a great defensive play caller. <laughs> Bill Belichick clearly made up for that. Went to be a head coach. Also a disaster. Yeah. Now calling yeah. offensive plays. Like, outside of the, I, my note for that game, first patch drive, good. <laughs> Rest, stunk. 
That's the only note I have for them watching, going back and rewatching that game. That first scripted drive, fantastic, I thought, outside of the yeah. interception. That was a tough interception. And then the rest mm-hmm. of the game, stunk it up. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. You look at this matchup. You think as recently as three years ago, this would have been a great game, maybe even a Sunday night game. Yeah. Uh, but now, oh, man, it's just boring offenses. Um, like you said, we got two what I think are kind of egomaniac coaches running the offense. Yep. Um, what do you know? It looks like shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, this isn't a fun game. This game sucks. I would personally probably go take the Patriots here. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'll take them on that two and a half. Um, but team. I would not turn this game on. No. Nope. This game, <laughs> I won't watch it. <laughs> this is a game that I'll be watching on the consolidated 30-minute Sunday ticket mm-hmm. on Monday because I go back and watch all the games. And this this yeah. will not be on live at any point on a television. No nah. shot. But I will nah. – because I, I owe a service to the fans. I will go back and rewatch it. But it will be on the consolidated. takes 24 minutes to get through. Yeah. <laughs> Just breathes through it. But yeah, with TJ Watt out, who's a major defensive factor there. Right. I don't, the Patriots aren't turning over the ball, what, five times like the Bengals did last weekend, giving the uh, Steelers great uh, field position. Uh, I'm with you. I like the Patriots here in just an ugly, ugly game. Yeah. All right. Colts Jacks, first tie of the season right off the books. Colts in Texans last weekend. Already got so the tie funny. out of the way. So funny. Uh, this line's at three and a half, over under 44 and a half. What do you make of this game? I mean, like you said, just so funny. The Colts just cannot buy a win to open a season. So funny. And right away, I mean, I know he's he struggled, Rodrigo Blankenship, but right away, Jim Irsay is looking to, for someone to fire. So yep. he cans the <laughs> kicker. I understand it probably, you know, he was struggling. I get it. But that's just funny. Um, and then we got Jacksonville, who I'll tell you, I was very disappointed in Trevor Lawrence. I mean, I was happy what I was seeing because he was playing my team, but I was very disappointed in his play he right now is not a good player and he's got some good weapons on that team um etn's a stud in his first game he should have had two touchdowns but lawrence missed him on one and then one he he totally dropped on his own um i like the jags here especially with that hook um you give me three and a half i like them to to probably i still think they're probably gonna lose this game but probably probably about a field goal so i like jacksonville here i just think lawrence he he does have the weapons he just needs to Get it together. He did. He was pressured a lot. I could tell we were definitely getting to his head. But I mean, he has solid receiver. He doesn't have a total stud at receiver, but he's got yeah. a good receiving core. He's got two solid running backs. Um, you give me a hook on that three, and I'll take. I'll take Jacksonville here. Yeah, I have always been. Uh sort of a Trevor Lawrence hater. Not that he's not a good player, but I've always thought the hype was mm-hmm. way more than what you he have. served. Um, yeah, you have. And this game, once again, reaffirms a lot of it, where he's just making throws, almost reminiscent of sort of Jameis, where you just leave, like, you see the talent there, but then you're like, what mm-hmm. were you seeing on this play? What what made you do what you just did right there? Because he does. He yeah. just misses, or he throws it into spots where you're just like, what is going on here? For a guy who is yeah. so talented, who has all the physical gifts that you would want at a quarterback it just doesn't seem to click and we'll see with the new coaching regime change in a more offensive centric scheme you know what Mm -hmm. that turns into as the season progresses but yeah it 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 never looks quite right with him um but I do have concerns about the Colts which are we talked about um this team and just sort of how they're a good football team but nothing really jumps off the page at you yet yeah, week one personified that. I mean, to get a tie against the Texans just perfectly personified the Colts, where it's like so funny. they're a good team, but they just don't have that, you know, it to get them over the hump. Nah. <laughs> nah. Yeah, they really don't. 
just so funny. <laughs> Unreal. Um, all righty. Miami Dolphins, Ravens. Line is at three and a half. Ravens are favored over under 44 and a half. What do we like here? How is this game shaping up for you? This is a game where I think like if it was in Miami, you almost wonder if the Dolphins are favored in this game. Um, yeah. And because of that, in my opinion, and it's just another, it's another thing where if you give me three and a half with Miami here, I think they have the talent. Um, they have, you know, their offense is coming together, but I think they, they, they have the offensive firepower to where I don't think the Ravens, I think the Ravens will probably win, but I don't think they're going to be like a blowout win. I think it'll be a close game. So I would take Miami plus three and a half here. Yeah. Miami was, I mean, I don't think surprised me too, too much. Cause I, I do think they're going to be a better team this year. The head coach is more offensive minded, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Kyle Shanahan called him the greatest offensive mind he's ever been around, which is really solid praise for Kyle Shanahan there. Um, but they are a little bit, I think the perception is getting a little out of hand with Miami a little bit. People think of them as this super explosive offense, but I went back and watched that game and it is more methodical. Like you needed that big fourth down play to get this huge conversion, but it's, it's a much more methodical offense that has explosive opportunities, obviously. Yeah. So I honestly might dabble in the under here because the Ravens are sort of similar. Like, they had a great yeah. game against the Jets, but the Dolphins are built for the Ravens. They play that three-safety defense to try to contain Lamar Jackson's running ability as well as passing so you don't have slow linebackers out there, which is something that the Bengals are going to entertain when they play the Ravens with Dax Hill drafting um, is the rumor. So I do like Miami if you're going straight points because I, I think they're built a little bit better right now than the Ravens are. I'd still yeah. like to see what Lamar's going to like. There was a pretty unflattering picture at his press conference this week where he's got that milkshake and bag of popcorn, and he's looking a little looking a little doughy, um, which is weird for, for a guy, but he did say he put on some weight. He also, I don't know if you noticed in the game, but he did also, which is good. I'm, I'm glad he did it, but he avoided contact a lot more, ducked out of the sideline because yeah. he, he's playing for a contract now. He's putting it on himself. So there is the thought, you know, does he go for that extra yard? Does he put in that extra work in the game? So I, I do like Miami there in that spot. Yeah, and I have a friend actually, real quick, who is a Baltimore fan, and his theory is that you know you brought up the food, and that Lamar just eats like shit, and that's why he's always sick. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, good theory. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you might be right. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know if you go through this, but every fall I go through it where my body isn't used to the adjusted like less sleep because I'm just doing so oh, much yeah. more during football season. I get sick, and like I can only imagine it. an NFL athlete who's just burning his body down, eating like shit. Yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense in my book. I don't, I don't hate it. I don't, I don't hate, hate the that at all. Um, should be good for a long-lasting career, especially when yeah. he wants all that guaranteed money. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Falcons-Rams. Oh, man. Ten and a half. Over under 45 and a half. The Rams threw up a stinker. My God, were they bad. What do you make of yeah. this game? Falcons outperformed more to their expectation, I thought. How do you make this game right now? It's I don't know what to do with the Rams. Yeah, I mean, the Rams, like you said, they put up such a stinker. Ruined, it kind of ruined opening night in ways. It just sucked. Um, um, it, it just this early in the season, you give me a 10.5 spread, that's huge. I can't bet confidently either way, but I will I would take the Falcons. I mean, based on what we've seen so far, how can you not? I mean, the real problem with the Rams, too, is they, they've gone with a theory of just no-depth stars, which got them a Super Bowl. They sold out for a Super Bowl. I, I think every franchise would take that, mm-hmm. but they're— by the way they did it with these giant contracts, so little draft picks, there's not a lot of depth. So when your stars don't show up and Ramsey's getting burned and Aaron Donald's sort of taken out of the game and Stafford's having an off night, 
mm-hmm. it falls apart quickly because there's just not a lot of pieces to help support the you know four or five guys that we all know the Cooper Cups, uh, Allen Robinson who wasn't involved at all. I mean, what in God's name? You have not one of the all. most criminally underrated wide receivers in the league who's had no quarterbacks and you don't even and still balled out and you don't get him involved in a game that you're just getting. Bizarre. across the floor. I, like, it was bizarre. So, yeah, that's a concern for the, the Rams. I mean, the offensive line is spotty. You don't have a lot of depth. If your stars aren't going to perform, it's going to be a rough season. And also not great that Matthew Stafford is dealing with a quote-unquote baseball injury already. Yeah. Like, that that can't be good. Can't be good. He throws the ball really hard. Can't be good. <laughs> yeah, no, and his his motion isn't exactly the, the purest, too. So, no. God help him. Um, yeah. All righty. Seahawks 49ers. God, Another interesting game. Geno yeah. Smith, by the way. I We texted separately. I, I mean, I gave up on the guy. I think everybody did. Reasonably so. But it yeah. was kind of fun seeing him come out and just sling it around. That, that was a good time. It was fun. I think it was fun because like, we just remember his West Virginia days just slinging it to Tavon Austin and Devin mm-hmm. Bailey, and it was so God. fun to watch. And so it was almost like, it was like nostalgic. It was like, oh, wow, look at Geno just slinging it. I liked it. Yeah, I was a fan. I went back and played on him in the NCAA game the following week <laughs> or this <Yeah>. week. <laughs> I, did a little... I mean, yeah, but for this game, like personally, like I, I just don't think that the 49ers have the offensive firepower right now to beat a team by nine points and cover, like cover this. So I, I'm going Seattle. I just, I can't trust San Francisco. I don't know what it is. It is truly astonishing when you look at it. But the Jimmy G factor, which we both agree, he's not this crazy good quarterback. But something with him and Kyle Shanahan stick. Kyle Shanahan, Jimmy G, through his starts, are 31 and 14. When Jimmy doesn't start but is on the roster, they are 8 and 29. There's just something about the way Jimmy G runs that offense that gives the 49ers a better shot. And Trey Lance looked terrible. So I do wonder... At what point, I mean, you can't ditch Trey Lance at this point, but you do have Jimmy sitting there with a pretty nice contract. You're probably going to get some calls from Dallas and other teams as quarterbacks get injured, but mm-hmm. it's just crazy the effect that Jimmy G has had with Kyle Shanahan and the winning records versus when Jimmy G isn't out there. It is. I mean, it's a talented team. It's hard to sit there and not be like, oh, maybe we should get him out there. <laughs> it's, yeah, I don't know. And, of course, Mitchell's hurt again. He's on my fantasy yeah. team, I, I Always. which is a shame because he is such a talent, but the dude just can't stay healthy. And that team, <laughs> oh, San Francisco specializes in whoever is their running back week one, they will get injured that game. Yep. It's awful. Yeah. It always happens. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, Bengals-Cowboys. Oh, I could not wait. I've been wanting to talk about this game so much. One. Our future bet, don't root for injuries, but what did we say? This is why you take the under 10.5 when the Cowboys are the third highest over on the season. Mm-hmm. Looking pretty good. Of course, Dak gets hurt. Um, this yeah. team is very limited weapons-wise offensively. Both Dak, who's a fine quarterback. At this point, I think it, I, I don't think it's super hot to be like, I've, I've been saying it for a little while. He's a fine quarterback. He's yeah. he's good. He's fine. Yeah, But he's his contract kind of a kick in the nuts when you pair it with with Zeke, who's also mm-hmm. gobbling up a ton of money. There's just not a lot of depth here. The wide receivers, you have no help. You have no defined number one. It, it's a bad situation in Dallas. They come in here with the Bengals. Line is 7.5, over-under is 42.5. How are you making this game? How are you feeling about this? I It's just, I can't see Dallas getting more than 10 points. I mean, they didn't score when Dak was playing, so now we're ex- expecting Cooper Rush to, <laughs> I mean, I understand they were playing a the aggressive Tampa Bay defense, but 
uh, I mean, obviously we, we would love to get this at seven. Um, you know, maybe I doubt it's ever going to go to seven. Um, but yeah, I have to take Cincy here just for the simple fact that I don't, I don't think Dallas can score more than 10 points. I'm not even sure if they can score 10 points in general. No. Like I, I don't, I don't think they can. I don't think so either. I put them in a te- I put the Bengals in a teaser and teased it down with a six point teaser um, oh, yeah. to break through there. They're in there. Uh, also, by the way, Zach Taylor, we, <laughs> this man is so infuriating and people in Cincinnati <laughs> don't get it. Cause they're like, Oh, well you went to a Super Bowl. It's like, yeah, because <laughs> the talent shined in spite of him. 18 times the Bengals went under center. 16 times of those, they were a run. We talked at length in our preseason breakdown at how predictable he is when it comes, how much, it's like 20% higher than the league average. If they have three wide receivers, it's a pass versus less than three wide receivers. Like, it's just, everything is so predictable. The man does not, the man doesn't know how to call a coherent offensive look. Like game plan, and I I wouldn't panic just yet though, Bengals fans, because Burrow didn't throw any meaningful throws in the preseason. Yeah, he had the ectomectomy, lost his appendix, didn't get to throw the ball. The offense line's brand new. We know this takes some weeks to get going and to kind of get revved up and go. So I wouldn't be hitting the panic button yet. That's why it probably looks so ugly. But man, is Zach Taylor just he's just he. He's just an idiot, um, and they win in spite of him. That's just it is what it is. I don't know what else to tell you. He's probably a fine head coach, but he can't do both. That is clear. He can't be offensive coordinator and be a head coach because then he does dumb stuff like you saw in that game where he's not he's not challenging what was a clear touchdown by Jamar Chase because he's thinking about what he's going to call next and it's going to be something stupid. So I just I don't understand it. Um, that's my rant on Zach Taylor. But you're still taking the Bengals, right? Goddamn right I am. Bengals <laughs> minus seven and a half. Cowboys stink. That's why we're cashing our under ten and a half wins. Um, alrighty. All right. Houston Broncos. This fun game here. <laughs> Sarcastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lines at nine and a half, over under 45 and a half. Has anybody fallen worse than Russell Wilson? I mean, this dude is the cringiest dude in the absolute world. Every really ex-teammate is. seems to hate him at this point. He goes in and just gets absolutely demolished by Seattle fan grace, which I'm not going to lie. I thought was a little tough given he did win you a Super Bowl. He also helped get you to another Super Bowl. And if Pete Carroll hadn't been a moron, you probably win that Super Bowl. So you probably have two Super Bowls. little yeah. weird to be booing like they did. Dude, this guy is just taking L's left and right. He used to just be just this likable dorky guy, yeah. and and now it's like he wants to be like like Prince. I, I don't know, like he wants to be like that's actually disrespectful to Prince. He wants to be like <laughs> take that back. <laughs> yeah, I take that back. Um, he just wants to be. I don't know. I don't know what he wants to be. <laughs> I don't know. But he used to be such a likable guy in his Hawaiian shirt and his you know his, his baggy jeans, and yep. he's just not that guy anymore. And I don't know if it reflects on his play, but maybe it does. I don't know. It, it, he seems more like, you know, wanting to be seen outside of football, wanting to be like more of a celebrity outside of football and wanting to be more like, you know, and whatever, you know, he wants to build his brand. He wants to do things after football. I understand, but he just, he wants to be like so bad yet. very unlikable, And he used to be so likable. It's just kind of sad. Yeah. It's been a huge fall from grace and it seemingly everybody <laughs> All of his ex-teammates seem to be, like, done with his shit, and we're like, thank God he's gone. Um, so a lot there. Um, yeah. And Hackett is just – what what this is 
What happened in that Broncos-Seattles game is the perfect, it's the thing I've been saying for years. Every team, just like you do when you produce any product, you have a quality control specialist. There needs yeah. to be a quality control specialist in every booth. He's not responsible for the down-down. Played Madden, guy like me and you, who just can buzz in and be like, what are you doing, moron? And give good advice. Like, it would have saved things like that Pete Carroll slant play. I would have buzzed and be like, yeah. we have Marshawn Lynch. Run the ball. Like, some type of quality control. Lay's chip factory doesn't just ship out a ton of chips. There's a tester in there looking at the product. And when there's a shitty chip, he throws it out. Or she. 2022. <laughs> NFL teams need a quality control specialist. Yeah, I'm with you. There's a lot of times where we are watching. We're sitting on our couches like a bunch of idiots drinking beers. And we know this is a shitty product on the field. We're like, this is a shit show. Yes. And someone needs to let these people know. I'm with you. Like, I'm and not going to sit here, here and say I can call down to down better. No shot. No. No oh. shot. But they're like, I can buzz in and be like, you moron. This is a horrible play. Choose something different. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Or call a timeout or go for it. Like, oh, God, it's the dumbest. Yeah. There are moments like, hey, look. If I know what you're running, again, sitting on my couch, if I know what play is coming, that's an issue. <laughs> it's a real problem when I'm a couple, a couple of Mickey Slims in and I'm sitting on my couch, fog brain, and I'm like, this is the dumbest product I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Or I'm yeah. screaming out, Ron, Ron. Like, I just know what Zach Taylor's calling every single play. <laughs> if I had a penny for every single play I got, I'd be the richest man in the world for Zach Taylor. Um, we're not even talking about the Bengals. I'm going off this, dude. Whatever. Uh, we're, oh, Texas Broncos. <laughs> Texas Broncos. Texas Broncos. They are a mile high, so that 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 is tough for the Texans. Um, yeah. What do we make of this game? I don't know. Let's be just this game. Berate the, the it's Texas just a, it's it's just a, it's just another massive spread, and I'm like, I don't know. Uh, from what I saw week one, I don't know if I feel good about that. And you know, whether we like it, or not, I want to say one quick thing about um the texans well two actually davis mills he's okay and number two i think i might have said this in, in our preview i don't really remember but brandon cooks is like the most like non-intimidating wide receiver that just constantly gets a thousand yards i i don't understand you look at his career stats he has like six out of seven years or a thousand yards it's bizarre and he's done it on like four different teams yet when i play any team that has brandon cooks i'm not like oh they've got brandon cooks i'm pretty scared it's it, i don't understand he's like the quietest best receiver i've ever seen you are the you did say that and you're the reason i have him on a fantasy team because i drafted him late i was like you know what Michael's absolutely he, right. The man just shows produces. up and produces. As long as he doesn't get a concussion, he produces. Yeah. That's all yeah. it is. It, 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 it's weird. And you never really think of him like, like I don't even think of him as a top 15, top 20 receiver. He probably yeah. is. Yeah. Production-wise, <laughs> yeah, he's definitely up there. Um, yeah. I'm with you. They're, the, the Texans are silent professionals. Like, they're mm -hmm. just a professional-ass football team. We're like, once, sort of like the Colts, but to a lesser degree. Like, I'm not saying they're as good as the Colts, even though technically they played a game and they're the exact same. <laughs> yeah. Funny yeah. enough. Exact <laughs> same team. Uh, they're just professionals. Like, they're good. They don't do anything too mind-mogglingly dumb on a consistent basis. Like, they, they know how to play. David Mills is surprisingly good. Um, Like, fine. Not not an elite yeah. quarterback, but he's good. Like, he's a good product at quarterback. It's working. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm with you. Nine and a half feels big. It's like a don't... This is the don't overthink it game. Until Denver yeah. proves that they are who they should be, don't mm -hmm. ever think it. Big spread like this. I'm taking the underdogs here. Let's talk about a team that sucks. 
Arizona Cardinals. This team is trash. They suck. This they suck. team is terrible. They're playing my Raiders, who I also took the under on their win total. Five and a half. Whoever loses this game is the absolute worst. Um, over yeah. under is 51 and a half. The Cardinals truly do suck. Like I, I could suck. not believe what I was watching on Sunday. Yeah, they suck. Um, it, it's concerning because you know they're generally kind of a more of a hot starting team, and, and then they suck. But they, yeah. they suck now. Um, <laughs> this is very bad because <laughs> Cliff Kingsbury loves nothing more to go complete noodle brain after yeah. Week Eight. So the fact that you're not winning before Week Eight is a very big problem. It makes me concerned for yeah for his job security. Even though I know he's got a massive contract and everything, it makes me concerned for like. Kyler Murray's mentality, um, his effort level, and just like his his body language going into the rest of the season. Um, yeah, so I'm a little worried about this team. Um, so I, I think I got to go to the Raiders here. I don't. I think maybe the Cardinals could keep it a little closer, but not really. I, I think they suck. I really do. Yeah, I think they're a pretty bad team. Without Hopkins, this team is poo. Yeah. Um, they have no offensive vision. It's terrible. I, Kyler Murray is the most electric but also mind-numbing like what why is this the product like i just i don't know why we hype him up so so much because i watch him and it's like yeah d hop is incredible Mm -hmm. and he's an electric player don't get me wrong when kyle murray's on he's electric but it's a big roller coaster and when it's bad it is bad and it gets bad real real quick which is like the most oversimplification ever but like I just watch him, and I'm like, I would not have given that long-term contract. No shot. Like, how bad do you have to feel as the Arizona Cardinals knowing you just gave Kingsbury and Kyler Murray long-term extensions? It's it's tough, man. And these teams, I tell you, they're quarterbacks are so hard to find. They're just in these positions where they're like, shit. Yeah. What do we do? <laughs> <laughs> and they went for it, and yeah. we'll see how it, how it works out, but. I don't see the uh, Kingsbury Murray marriage. I know it's just, I don't know if it's going to work out. It hasn't really worked out yet. And is Kyler's fourth year or third? Might be his fourth, fourth year. I believe. Yeah. I, I think it is. Up. I think so. Yeah. Cause he's just signed a new deal. Yeah. 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 It's got to be his fourth. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, I'm a little concerned about that team just going to the future. And, and it's like, it's sad though, because when Kyler's on, he's so fun to watch. And when he runs, his little legs are going so fast. <laughs> I'm like, holy. Yeah, he's so fast. But, yeah, I'm concerned about them. Uh, I am as well. I also don't love the Raiders product either. I mean, tough yeah, game. No, no, yeah. Chargers is a tough draw. But we both were, at least I'm very, I know I'm very high on the Chargers. You're yeah, high, but not. Yeah. I don't think as high as me on them. And uh, Not quite, but yeah. yeah. I'm Yeah, and they, they balled out. But, yeah, the, the Raiders are another one where it's like, oh, man, I just, I don't know if it's going to click this season. There's a lot of pieces there that make sense. Wallard mm-hmm. and Adams, great. Um, good run game, but it just for whatever reason it doesn't seem to click. But yeah, I'm going. I think Raiders on this one. Um, Bears one and no club against the Packers team. Who whew, now you see why you might want to invest in a wide receiver. Oh. <laughs> that was rough. Now I do also Ooh. have high hopes for the the Vikings. Um, but rough start. Bears Packers. The line is at nine and a half. Over under is forty one and a half. Another big spread. It is in Lambeau. Aaron Rodgers has owned the Bears. Does that owning continue another yeah. another year? Like you said, yeah, that was just a disappointing show by GB, by Green Bay there. That, I mean, and, and it's funny because 
both the four o'clock games that I was getting was that Packers game, Vikings game, and then I was getting the Cardinals Chiefs game. I was like, I need to fix something. So I got on my laptop, you know, and made things happen. I was just like, <laughs> this is not working. These games suck. This is week one. Um, but yeah, I don't know what to make of the Packers. I, I think they might, you know, I know there's been a lot of times where this happens with the Packers week one. Aaron Rodgers has his famous R-E-L-A-X, you know, relax quote, and it happened last year. Um, But there was just something different about those teams. Oh, yeah, Devontae Adams. That was a big (laughs) difference, a wide receiver. And they have Zippy. They have none. Aaron Rodgers is desperately looking on third down, and he's just like, he's like, where's Randall Cobb? And I'm like, really? That's who we're we're trusting here? I mean, (laughs) that's bad. I I think – I'm concerned about this team. I, I think, you know, there were those, there were the Odell rumors last year. I think, you know, I know he's got to get healthy. They should be texting him. They should be talking to him. Um, they should be looking to acquire some wide receivers any way possible. Um, but then you also got to wonder, like, is Rogers just going to go bananas here and just pummel the bears? Cause you know, he wants to, and he's capable of it. Um, but I just, I don't trust it. I don't trust those receivers he's throwing the ball to. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take Chicago, who played hard last week. So they I'm did. gonna take them. Yeah. You can be nine and a half. Take it. Absolute monsoon. Um, what a yeah. wild game that was. A field mm-hmm. that is already arguably the worst field in the nation is now just ruined for the whole season. <laughs> like, <laughs> just burn it. Um, you'd probably be better off going to the local high school and playing on their field the rest of the season because that thing is a disaster. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's bad. Green Bay's in a tough spot because they, they invested everything in the defense, and the defense is supposed to help carry this team. And I do think the Vikings are going to be better than the last previous years because they have an offensive-minded head coach, and the game plan looked more cohesive for the Vikings, and things made a lot mm-hmm. more sense. And I, I do think the Vikings are going to be a very, very good football team, so I don't want to read too much into a very small sample size about the Packers' defense. But if the Packers' defense is what's supposed to carry you far this season, and that's what you get week one... Yeah, when offenses generally are in a in a slower start in week one due to how the preseason goes, it's a little concerning. Definitely not panic mm-hmm. mode. It's a long season. Definitely can get things figured out. But when you mix that with what you just said and the fact that they're probably gonna have to go get Bob from the corner store to play wide receiver at some point here, I, I don't see a bright future for the Packers outside of Aaron Rodgers just being Aaron Rodgers and going god mode on the league um which he's been known to do but if guys can't catch it doesn't matter how nice the ball it is they can't catch yeah. i mean guy gotta be able to catch the ball yep so i'm with you i'm going bears they're feisty right now they've got a lot yep. of confidence after week one for a team that got a lot of shit rightfully so this offseason it's not a great roster top to bottom a lot of questions there but played played good in week one in a monsoon against a very physical 49ers team yeah absolutely um all righty Titans Bills. God, I love this game because we get to disprove some things. Another big spread, nine and a half, over under 48 and a half. The Titans are in some trouble, I think, because we set it going into it. If anybody could overcome that injury, it would be Derrick Henry, but it's going to be a really tough injury to overcome. He's got a lot of tread already on those tires. The foot injury sucks. He's a guy that it's not quick foot speed. He's got to get up and going and get the engine running. And you are running into a Buffalo Bills defense, which we also highlighted is going to be very good this season. That defensive line is very talented. The linebackers, there's a lot of guys playing for contracts next year. This is a very ferocious defense. What do you make of this game? Because this is... The weather could be a big factor here. It's Monday night, so I, I think everybody should hold their bets until we get a better clear of the picture for Buffalo weather. But that might be the saving grace for the Titans here, but oh, man. 
Dude, the Bills, I mean, they had probably had the best offense in the league and they might have the best defense in the league. Um, Jordan Phillips, number 97 on their defensive line, is the scariest human oh in the God, world. Dude. He's the scariest person on earth. Um, <laughs> if I was Matt Stafford, I would have just... <laughs> nope. I just, yeah, I think I would have taken myself out of the game. Yeah. He is horrifying. He is humongous. Um, scary but, individual. Oh my God, he's scary. Um, but yeah, you, you said it also. The Titans, you know, I'm, I didn't expect that coming into the season, but they looked really bad. Um, if Derrick Henry's not running... Ryan Tannehill is not, he's not going to be working out. Um, and the bills, you, you're telling me we got, we get to watch Josh Allen in prime time, sling it around again. Um, you know, he's going to want to go out there and just kill it again. But like you said, the weather is going to be a factor. So definitely pay attention to that. But if it's looking decent to where Josh Allen can sling it, I know we've kind of stayed away from these, these big spreads, but I will pretty confidently take, I'll take the bills to cover nine and a half. I mean, yeah. I mean, week one, my concerns for the Bills were a race. Now, it's a long season, so we'll see if Sean McDermott goes panic mode and messes around with that offense. But my biggest concern coming into the season, I said it was the only thing that was going to hold the Bills back, is what the offense looked like now that Brian Dable's gone and he apparently was the guy that was holding Sean McDermott back from making this a less efficient offense, running it a lot more, things like that. Dorsey called a damn good play. Like yeah. that, the early down efficiency wasn't ideal, but it still was fantastic overall. The mm-hmm. offense was incredibly explosive; it looked great. So, if they can keep that up, and Ken and Sean McDermott stays out of the kitchen, I don't know what stops this Bills team at this point in time. Like team, I don't either. It's a long season. Teams are going to get better. Teams are going to get worse. But right now, that is a damn good football team. Um, insanity. And yeah. to your point, if Eric Henry isn't going, Tannehill's in a tough spot. Tannehill. Yeah. I know we all have this image of him from his Miami days, but he's been a very serviceable quarterback as long as Derrick Henry's been going, and he can play off play action. Because when he can play off yeah. play action, he is very good and very efficient. When he can't play off play action, the product goes right off the table. And you don't have A.J. Yeah. Brown now. You don't have that number one wide receiver. You don't have the offensive talent that you've had in previous years. The other problem, too, is the Bills play zone defense primarily, and if Derrick Henry isn't going... They're not going to bite on play action. They're not going to go to man. <laughs> they're just nope. going to sit back and they're going to destroy Ryan Tannehill. So I'm with you here. I just, I think it's going to take a while for Derrick Henry. If he does get his legs under him to get his legs under him, we could be seeing the downfall of him. I don't want to get too far in front of it, but that's a pretty significant injury to a running back. Yeah. It's going to be a tough year in Tennessee, which we, actually, we alluded actually to a big running back. Yes. A big running back. Yeah. Like I said, who requires to get caught up to speed on his runs. He needs a little, Little little runway to get going. Um, mm-hmm. And this defense is ferocious. A lot of guys playing yeah. for next year's contracts. A lot to prove. Oliver might be a – he's questionable right now. That could be a, a, a big plus for Tennessee. The weather, once again, I would hold mm-hmm. off until we get confirmation on that weather. Um, but, yeah, that's going to be an interesting one. Most exciting and final game. God, I cannot wait until we get some buys in there. I love football, but it's a lot to cover in one podcast. Yeah, Viking, <laughs> Vikings-Eagles. The line is one and a half. Over is 51 and a half. I am very high on both these teams. We didn't get a chance Thank to do the NFC North preview. Um, but I love the Eagles. I'm very high on the Eagles this season. I'm very high on the Vikings as well. Talk yeah. to me about this game and, and what you see here. Dude, I'm with you. I'm high on both these teams. Um it's probably the best game of this weekend. I wish that, you know, we have this double header on Monday night, but they, they run into each other, which bugs me. Uh, I wish we could like, I wish we could sub that, that 
that Packers Bears game and make it like one of the Monday games like that we don't really care about, so we can just watch. So that's that's a bummer to me. Anyways, um, yeah, I mean, like you said, I like both these teams. I loved what I saw from Minnesota. I mean, I don't know how Justin Jefferson is just running wide open constantly. I don't understand if I if we do. My team does play the Vikings this year. If he's running around wide open, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> he's the last person that should be wide open. Um, like, um, but as far as this game goes, you can't ever forget the Monday Night Football Kirk Cousins factor. Is he still 0 9? So. Has he won yet? I, can't I think he's still over. I think he's still 0 9 on Monday Night Football. But I think Kirk is due. I'm going to take. This is one of those games, again, there's three games this weekend where the money line is just screaming at me for value. And I, that, this is one of them. I'm going to go Vikings money line. I'm also going to go over 51 and a half. I think this is going to be a shootout. Both these teams can move the ball. Both of them can score. So I, I like Vikings money line, and I like the over 51 and a half. I might even, might even, do, a little, might even do a little same game parlay action there. According to Stat Muse, he is 2-9. and nine, But... Both those okay. wins came against the Chicago Bears the last two seasons on Monday night. So <laughs> not all right. not great football team, but also better. He's got that off his back, though. So last you year, don't have to worry about that. Yeah, last year he went 12 for 24 um, for 87 yards. So <laughs> in, his, in his win? Yes, in his win. So that away, Kirk. Take, take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> yeah. uh, also, another reason why you listen to this podcast in the preseason breakdown, what did we say? Bradbury was going to be a difference maker, gets a pick six mm-hmm. in his first game. Um, ball yeah. was tipped, makes a play on the ball, gets a pick six. I, I love these two teams. I, I do think the Vikings are my team to win their division. I, the Eagles are my pick to win their division. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, A.J. Brown, I mean, just immediate difference maker. Jalen Hurts looking more competent. Still a ways to go, but felt more in tune, especially as that game went on. He felt more comfortable. He felt better in the offense. You can see the wheels are starting to turn a little bit. We'll see if that stage it's a long season a lot can happen but it looks pretty decent for week one um yeah i love these two offenses oh man i don't know what to do with this it's hard it's hard hard. you know what just for the difference i'm gonna go eagles fly eagles fly um i do like this team and kevin o'connell the head coach for the vikings i think Mm -hmm. so far week one once again everything with a grain of salt seems to be the right direction. Going with an offensive-minded coach was the right move. Maybe not yeah. him specifically. We'll see how he pans out. But getting rid of a defensive-minded coach with the offensive weapons you have and the window you have them in was the only move the Vikings should have made, and that was a good move. One quick thing I want to put on Kevin O'Connell, and this is this is something I'm noticing this season. It's, it's, it's bugging me already. <laughs> they are now starting to call these Sean McVay coaches they come from the Sean McVay Rams tree. No, they come from Washington. Yes, sir. <laughs> One of the Kevin greatest O'Connell coached in Washington. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I heard that like three times this past weekend, and I was getting out soon. I was getting bitter. I was like, these are not, I mean, they did coach in the Rams, but they came from Washington. <laughs> <laughs> that picture, that graphic is never going to get old with all the, like, it gets um, bigger every year. Yeah. Every year, it's just getting bigger and bigger with that roster. Unbelievable coaching staff. And to not land one of them, that is that is heartbreaking, sir. I'm sorry for your pain. <laughs> we got Dino, Dinosaur Ron instead. Oh, well. Riverboat Ron. For some reason, that's his name. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't fit, trust me. Can't, dude gambles like once in a blue moon in a game. And, and he the, gets Riverboat The commentators lose their mind. Yeah. Oh, Let's go for a fourth. It's like 
the first time in like 40 first downs. Um, yeah, like, yeah. And, op- and 40 first down opportunities to go for it, not just random. Exactly. Um, yeah. All right. It's going to be a good slate. Any uh, final notes before we wrap this up? No. I mean, I, I love a lot of these primetime games, so it's going to oh, be good. It's going to be great. I mean, we get a great one on Thursday night. I took the Chargers. <laughs> great first test for the Chargers. Also, yeah. another reason why our podcast is solid to listen to, we said, Barkley's just going to be running to the ground. It looks, by all appearance, if you're the fantasy owner yep. and he stays healthy, Barkley's going to be one of the greatest pickups ever because the Giants are going to burn him into the ground. That Bang. that seems to be the game plan. And they should. Yeah, that regime has nothing to lose. Like, he's up for contract. It is what it is. Do it. to burn him into the ground. So yeah. we were right on that front. But great games to watch. Hopefully better betting. And as always, peace.